Can I ask you a question? You only got into minute. You didn't even get points. Uh, <laughs> 140. The arse. No way you're 140 IQ. <laughs> Off the ball. Weekdays from 7pm on OTB Sports Radio. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. It's time for the Gillette Labs performance rankings. You know, that wasn't an All-Ireland winning performance. Probably should have won the game based on the second half performance. Is it a step too far to say it was the performance so far of the World Cup? Maybe not. OTBAN's performance rankings with Gillette. I'm, I'm, I'm scratching my head. That performance is just lacked that intensity. We obviously use a traffic light system. Red, bad, amber, not sure. Uh, could have could have gone either way. And then green is obviously good. Uh, Richard Redball says, Man United won the second half 3-2. Surely enough to put them in the orange, Johnny. Surely, surely enough to put uh, unfortunately not. Um, where do we start here? You you start with I the start with, okay. I I was keen to put Liverpool in here as well because I think um, Manchester United came up against a force like in in Haaland that we've I don't know if we've ever seen this before. He's he's like really good strikers essentially on steroids like as in and that I don't mean he's on drugs. He's like a, he's a, he's just has metaphorically metaphorically just, <clears throat> the lawyers were like what what did he say? He's um, metaphorically you mean? I so I watched match today last night just. Almost like not knowing when a rough idea of when the goals are going to come in, but City had so many chances that a lot of um, a lot of the first half were spent like on, on things that didn't end up in a goal. Um, his his movement in the box uh, and his ability to create that little yard, but he's also his general play yesterday, setting up Foden for the goal, little flick to Grealish in the first half. Um, it's amazing to watch, and I put in Liverpool as well because I felt uh, I felt like Liverpool. Liverpool are in a worse place than Man United in some respects at the moment because it's, it's all well and good being battered by um, you know possibly the greatest team ever, but like being two 0 down after no time at all against Brighton and coughing up three goals at home and looking like a team that just has no energy anymore. Seven games into the season, I thought Liverpool, Liverpool have serious problems. So it did, it did feel like they were going to take the international break to get to get right. Mm. And that this was going to be an opportunity for them to slingshot back into the, the this part of the season, which is a mad dash to the World Cup, and then just just still be in touch after the World Cup is over. But didn't uh, happen. No, no goal for Salah again. Um, and Brighton, I, you know, Brighton probably deserved, possibly deserved to win the game on XG. And uh, I'm just looking at it, Jerry. Like they beat Bournemouth, but apart from that, they've what seven points from six games. Um, Probably in a battle for the top four at the moment, I think. As from as for Man United, I don't know where do we start. Um, I've some sympathy for them because I think they they met a, a Man City in in impeccably good form yesterday. Haaland's the best player the Premier League has ever seen, says Eamon Dunphy. Um, for once, he's probably right. For once, being completely over the top about something, it's like maybe maybe he's understating it. Three successive like home game hat tricks is just I mean, what is going on here. Um, and you're now watching Man City to see what Haaland and De Bruyne and the lads will do as opposed to have any interest in the scoreline. Um, you know, maybe this is the thing that Steven Gerrard can cling to. His his team were the one who kept mm. Haaland to a single goal. Yeah. Uh, but obviously that was at Villa Park instead of... Uh, we folded like a pack of cards. Eric Ten Hag. Uh, he, he did make the point now. And, and we were not brave enough, Eric Ten Hag. Bottle jobs. That's what, that's what Keane and Neville were saying. Bottle jobs. Uh, Ten, Ten Hag made the point afterwards for the first Man City goal 
and like this isn't you know you don't talk about this in terms of XG or chances but Man, City, Man United had an amazing 3v2 break situation where they were pressing quite high started quite well um, and you know they had a great 3v2 situation just in the City half coughed up the ball very cheaply and City scored then and now there had w- been like three goal match scrambles and a booking before that that I know what you mean yeah like it would have been vaguely interesting if they got in the first goal, but they did fall apart then. Yeah, I, it, it, and if, uh, you know the first goal was definitely coming. Wrecking Hal is the stars. Well, it's trial and terror on the front on the front page there. Like the 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 terror word comes to mind when if you're a defender and you're one 0 down against Man City and you're trying to deal with Haaland. Um, Unacceptable. United so bad. Ten Hag kept Ron on bench to spare his blushes. That was an interesting one. He said that. Um, what was the point bringing him on? I have too much respect for him. I can kind of see where he's coming from. It's like, you know, he's no. probably going to... Well, he's probably going to... What's the point bringing him no, on? If you're, no, if you're trying to save no. his Don't min- say it. Don't say you're it. trying don't to save his it. minutes. What's he doing? What's he doing? What's he saying that for? What's the point of that? Well, what's the point bringing on a player that you're trying to well, get? Well, don't tell you. Like, he, uh, he, you're going to use him sparingly. He was too fragile. The game was over. Oh, his little fragile ego can't take coming on in a game that's already over. Oh, it's terrible for him. Poor, poor Ronaldo. Why are we paying him 400 grand a week? Or whatever it is. Yeah. Highest paid player at the club. What? We can't, we can't use him. We can't use him in this situation. We can't use him at the start of the game. Situation's not right. We can't use him in the middle of the game. Situation's not right. Can't use him. What's he talking about? Just say nothing. Just yeah, say but he was nothing. probably asked. I mean, so what, what, what's he supposed know. to say? No, we didn't bring him on because um, I don't Martial want to talk about And then he, th- he does say Martial needs minutes, but I, I don't want to talk about that. He says. What's the point bringing on a 37-year-old in a, in a I dead game? I don't know. I don't know. He's bringing like, him on in games. Like. I can't bring him on because without respect to his great career. Mm. Well, he's, he's managing the message there. Well, but like, to who? To Ronaldo? Oh, I'm, so. I'm saving your blushes. Maybe he thought, I couldn't bring him on because he's completely useless. He's shot. He's I, a spend force. I think we should give Ten Hag um, a bit of credit, though, in the sense of they've had a better season than Liverpool so far after a terrible, terrible start. And if I were a Liverpool fan, I'd nearly be more worried this morning because they lost to Man City. Who were? If, I was thinking of this this morning, Ger. If Liverpool played Man City tomorrow night, you'd be really, really bricking it as a Liverpool fan. Like, they could absolutely hammer them. Like, they really could. So it's not... Like, fair enough, we have Man United in the red, but Ten Hag has done a, a good job. He's so much to deal with there in terms of the egos. They have gotten their defence... Their, their midfield was obliterated yesterday, by all accounts. And that, you know, that exposed to an extent that um, maybe they need to make some changes there. But he's done a good job so far. Not not picking Casemiro is, is interesting. Well, um, by all accounts, didn't do well when he came on. He's uh, barely played. I just... I don't really understand... Uh, what was the point of spending all that money on him? I don't know. It, mm. it seemed it seems odd if he's again. It felt like after the international break he'll be in the team because that's what's going to happen. But no, Scott McTominay. I don't know. I did, I'm still still playing McTominay. I don't really. Understand yeah, but McTominay is playing is playing well for my United this season. Well, he wasn't very good. On you know he was he's playing. Yesterday, my my attitude this game on Saturday was they'll try to soak up pressure and hit a fairly creaky defence on the break, see what happens. It's going to be an entertaining game. They have a chance. That didn't happen. But they, the, the the philosophy would have been to play two sitting midfielders and see if we can hit them on the break. But like this is a whirlwind for Man City. You're you're kind of out of the game before you even know it. Um, are you buying the Roy Keane that Manchester United are disrespecting Ronaldo by not playing him? I, I I think I think like Roy Keane is ridic- ridiculous on Ronaldo where he's talking about like he scores all these goals and the system and all that like Ronaldo's 
clearly an anachronism at this stage in that he's and you can even see he's slowing down further obviously which he which he should be doing you, you can't you can't fit him into a team that has any sort of a price now and Man United have aspirations to finish in the top four like Ronaldo's he's, he's a problem in a team like that and he was a problem last season and my, my issue with Ronaldo was throughout all of last season all Man United's other offensive players were playing terrible around him I don't know why but they were playing terribly badly with Ronaldo on the team Man United have had a decent start to the season all told so we shouldn't get too carried away with yesterday. Liverpool, I'd be Mika Richards' side of the debate there, and well, Keane yeah. was like, "Well, he never had any problems playing with uh, top class strikers." But, but like Roy Keane isn't managing at the moment. Like, so he's it's easy to, to say these things and go back to his playing days. But like, if you're a coach now at, at the modern game, Ronaldo's a massive problem. A because of his ego, and B because he's 37 and he can't really move anymore. Certainly I, not off the ball. I, I agree with you. I don't see any reason to put him in. And I actually, the answer from Ten Hag is, well, what, what difference was it going to make? The game was gone at that yeah. stage. So we're, we're resting him as opposed to, I'm protecting his great career. He doesn't want to be on the pitch to have that on his resume. It's like, well, it is on his resume. He's in the matchday squad. <laughs> um, like, he wasn't good enough to get in that team that got hammered. That's, it's, yeah. He's not sparing his blushes. That's just all a bit weird, I think. And it's all a bit circular. I don't know. Now, I, I think that's a mistake from Ten Hag, to be honest. But Perhaps. We'll see how we go from here. But he seems to have managed he and Maguire quite well, namely by not playing them. Uh, JP Wright says, United's awful performance has taken the limelight off Liverpool's terrible defence and Anfield failures. Newcastle for fourth. Been saying this for a while now. Uh, well, the, the battle for fourth for Man United for Liverpool is it's is real. It's it's real. real. Yeah. It is real. I mean, uh, the Man United fans in the office still think Manchester United are going to finish in the top four, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, Liverpool's next two league games are Arsenal and City. They could be in the horrors by Halloween. Wow, because Arsenal we haven't mentioned yet. Obviously, um, you need a good Netflix doc to get yourself. Was it on Netflix? What was it on the Arsenal documentary? You need a good documentary to get your team going again. The Etihad's, uh, sorry, the um, the Etihad. Well, well, we'll talk about that maybe as well. But um, Arsenal actually seem to have a bit of a vibrancy about them again. Um, there's a real atmosphere in the games. Xhaka's playing like a player, um, totally reformed, and they are top of the table. All right, and they beat Spurs, who you fell love, apart as well. We love you some Arsenal at the moment. Is that what you're saying? They're your new team for the rest of the year. Well, I think, they, yeah, we haven't mentioned them yet. They are top of the table. They've had an amazing start. All right. The Man United and Liverpool both in the red. Also in the red for us this morning, Christophe Soumillon. Christophe Soumillon, um, if you're not a racing fan, this was, I think this is something that would, would have uh, you know, caught your attention. He was riding on Friday in Longchamp. And so oh, we were, roll it there, Roisin. Here we go. We can, we can have a look at that, can we? Yeah. So to explain what's happened here. You tell us what's going to happen. So, Sumion is coming out to Back the right. <laughs> I mean, if we, can, we, if, can we actually just show this again? So, watch the two horses uh, to the left, uh, the extreme left of the picture, who are at the back. Um, They're at the very back of the field as well. I don't yeah, really understand. This, this isn't even... Um, it's not even... Where are we here? So, right at the back. So, it's happened now. If we can play it one more time, Roisin. Um, right at the back of the field. Watch, watch it. Oh, right at the back watch that ok there's people listening on the radio so, there's a guy in purple who's Sumion and there's a guy in white who is the, the Irish jockey Ross Ryan. Sumion is obviously riding a song Clued he, he's a Belgian rider but France is his home territory he literally he literally um, elbows the jockey out of the way Ross Ryan out of the way Ross Ryan uh, came wide around Sumion this is on the flat uh, on the flat so you're talking you're riding at 35-40 miles an hour here 
um, and he literally just elbows. Ross Ryan was probably in a slightly um, uncomfortable position in terms of his stirrups, but he literally just elbowed him out of the saddle. Um, I've never seen anything like this. Um, now, it's one of these things you expect to see from one of these small racing jurisdictions that pops up on Twitter sometimes. This is France. Sumion's one of the greatest jockeys in the world. So just explain that, because people will be vaguely familiar with the name, but he's at the very elite. Very elite. elite. Best, best jockey in France for a long time. Rides for the Aga Khan. Rode the likes of Zarkava. Um, has a great relationship with the Aga Khan. Um, he's, I don't know, where would you rank him in terms of... European jockey, certainly one of the best, and the the premier, the, the best jockey in France for years. Like Zarkav has gone back, uh, we've, like we're going back years here, and he has been the best. He's he's getting to the kind of more senior stage of his career here. Ross Ryan is a young jockey, but to, to make the to, to make a long story short, he got a two month ban, but he was still allowed to ride a long jump over the weekend because the ban doesn't come in straight away. The fr- French Gallop said we're not really happy with this. But he finished second in the arc yesterday for the Aga Khan on Vidini um, and so, nearly won it. You do this one day and then you ride the next day. and Yeah, and <clears throat> is two months enough? I mean, this is so recklessly is dangerous. It not, why, just as a matter of interest, any idea why a uh, uh, ban handed down doesn't kick in straight away? It's not, yeah, it's not, it's not like um, sport where and there is a, a right of appeal as well. And he, I'm not sure when the ban actually clicks in but French Gallop says there's nothing we can do about this he's meeting the Aga Khan's daughter today who's representing the Aga Khan to me it sounds like he's going to get the sack um, but I, racing fans out there what was the right punishment for this because uh, you're endangering someone's life here like this is so so serious it's yeah like, it should be a criminal offence crimin- it's, it's, it's literally like it's, it's like being in the back of a car and I'm not messing here it's like being in the back of a car going around 40 miles an hour opening the door and just chucking a fella out of it like it's yeah. not uh, and at least if you did that in the back of a car there's a moment where you know, you know this is happening yeah. Ross Ryan like how can you expect something like this and for Sumion did he have any, any explanation for it like they're at the back of the field it's not going to have an impact no, on the outcome no he, he did make a kind of of a grovelling apology and I do wonder in cases like this where we saw an instance with Paul Hannigan at uh, Roy Lascott where he rode very dangerously as well nothing compared to this but if you go into the weighing room after an incident like this how are you treated by other jockeys and how will Sumion be treated going forward because yeah. I think right. this is quite unforgivable to be honest yeah okay okay so that's the two in the red <clears throat> we've got to fly through these now in the amber you've got Ulster mm. Ulster is orange, or amber in, in this case. Um, obviously, more more Catholics than Protestants from the in, in Northern Ireland these days. But um, it's an interesting time in Northern Ireland. Ireland don't free each never be a peace. That what you're saying? Ireland don't free each never be a peace. Ulster rugby, on the other hand, I was my mate uh, is a Glen Torn fan, and he was texting me photos of the oval while the Ulster game was going on. They had to call the game off; it was so wet. It, literally, the pitch came unplayable. Ah, so this, okay. so the oval um, was called off. The, the Ulster game obviously played in terrible conditions. Leinster just started very well also rally they've had a good start the season and we'll obviously talk about this uh, a bit later on but um, at least they rallied and could have forced a uh, result uh, yeah could have forced a result Dan McFarland afterwards was pretty dismissive though said that Leinster were definitely better now mm. Leinster um, were getting a lot of credit for managing the game but were a bit fortunate that, that TMO decision I, there's definitely a part of you that goes he still has downward pressure yeah. and the hand is like there's a fingertip on it I, it could have gone either way and then it would have been very interesting to see what happened so why have Leinster had two second half collapses already is interesting as well if not a collapse like they're kind of riding their luck a little bit or or it's complacency has, yeah. has set in and they're like not that jazzed by the fact this is early season URC when they know that they're going to qualify for the knockout stage of the URC guaranteed and their mm. holy grail this season is the, the fifth star for Lancaster on his way I don't know it's, mm. it is interesting and um, 
let's wait and see exactly how well uh, after the game you know Cullen was singing the praises of Jason Jenkins the the South African beefy second row that they've added who was a monster but never played mm. uh, last season so we'll see we'll see we're going to talk Quinny about that a little bit later on uh, Andy Moran is in the green Andy Moran yeah I mean uh, what a guy He's just finished up his uh, playing career at the weekend uh, for the club um, I will always recall that I he's one of the few um, inter-county footballers that I played with at any sport and I played underage soccer with him and played against him when he was playing for God I hope Andy Andy can correct me on this now what was his club team he was probably playing for Balahadreen there were a few clubs that kind of came and what soccer club yeah I went around the time he was a lovely soccer player though you could tell he had a real, a real eye for a pass and uh I'd say he could have definitely made it at League of Ireland level if he if he were that way inclined. But had the last game for the club. What did he get? Three three at the weekend. Three three in a relegation playoff. In a relegation playoff, and um, obviously now known for his uh, um, fledgling uh, intercounty manager. Why is he retiring though? Is that not the type of thing where you score three three like next year? Like it's just a. Uh, I'm not. I'm not doing the preseason, but I'll come back for the games shortly. Yeah, they can just one last time. You never really retire from the club, do you? Yeah, um, it's always like, a, come on. Kind of got to give your commitment to Leitrim, I guess. But uh, he's one of those guys. I you know you do wish that he'd won an All Ireland for Mayo because of like Andy is an interesting. I think he's an interesting study because he, he he wasn't quick. Um, he looked as he was getting older. How is this lad going to manage at intercounty football level? But he was just so much upstairs in terms of his football brain that he was able to have that longevity in his career and uh, definitely wish him all the best yeah I just uh, I, while we're doing this I'm going to have a little quick shout out to Mossy Quinn who was sticking them in for Vincent's at the weekend also guaranteeing senior football next year um, so what age is Mossy now I don't want to I don't want to libel him but I'd be happy to suggest he's 40 is he is he 40 I don't know he was referenced in the um, the death of Brian Mullins as well where Mossy put up a tweet saying during I actually like this now. He was like, during lockdown, I was kind of struggling for motivation and Brian essentially sent me back a photo. It was like seven in the morning and he was lifting weights. If you can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Um, There's a load of those stories where just the the relentless positivity of um, Brian Mullins had an impact in people's lives. And I, you know, I don't think relentless positivity would encapsulate Brian Mullins. I, 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 I didn't know the man, but I know what you mean. Well, but actually, any time you met him, Anytime you met him, you came away thinking, I feel better about life now. This guy is like instilling me with... Uh, Are you talking personally? Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. yeah. I never met play, him, no. Totally different. I, yeah. Um, so what was he like in terms of if you met him at a conference or, a, you know, a game or, a, you know, just, just this positive sort of attitude? Yeah, totally, yeah. And like a, full of stories, like mm. full of, um, I have this thing that's interesting that you're going to be interested in and then just kind of like happy to impart knowledge and wisdom and, and always like... Um, Slightly devious. Philly McMahon told a story as well about uh, playing Vincent's Ballymun would have been one of the great rivalries of the last decade or so, and it's kind of it's faded a bit now. But you know they were literally knocking lumps out of each other again and again and again. And he tells a story. He's played a game against Vincent's and it's getting abuse from an umpire. And he turns around to Brian Mullins and he's just winding him up. Vincent Hogan has a great piece today. Uh, it does. And um, so Vincent would have been young enough, I think, starting out. Um, but anyway, had had a relationship with Mullins over the years about stuff. Had gone to Carndona in Donegal, where he was the school principal, to kind of do a feature piece on him. But then in latter years, when he moved down to UCD, 
Vincent would play five-side football sometimes and Mullins would come and just watch and again give them abuse on the sidelines we're going, doing ah, look at the quality of this. You know, uh, apparently he was an amazing soccer player himself um, and, yeah, a, and, and the, a rugby player who played for Leinster under-20s and the same team as John Robbie who went on to play for Ireland and now lives mm-hmm. in South Africa the same weekend that he made his debut for the Dubs. Scored a try from the second row. So like a phenomenal gifted sportsman but also like just a great person. And you know, it's it's kind of you look at you look at the, the mad moments in life. Like Brian, Brian Mullins was taken very early, but like, I didn't realise the extent of the car crash that he was in. In like, was that the early eighties where he very nearly could have been killed, and came back from that, and by all accounts wasn't quite physically the same, but still managed to win all Ireland with Dublin in eighty three. Obviously, the the twelve apostles, um, and could have even been better apart from that car crash, but also could have been. Um, tragically killed much earlier in his life and came back and I, I found some of the stories fascinating Kevin Warren coming into the Dublin dressing room and being a bit intimidated and being sort of told don't sit here don't sit there and Mullins just taking him by the hand and saying sit beside me you'll be grand and Mullins was 21 at the time some great stories and uh, very very sad as I think it was Colm O'Rourke wrote about yesterday in the Sunday Independent that you know this guy who seemed totally indestructible yeah. is taken in his 60s yeah no, far too young. Uh, right, Arsenal are in the green. We'll talk about Arsenal properly a little bit later on. Is there anything you've already said that you think Arsenal are the real deal? Why don't you marry them, basically? I didn't quite say that, but in, fair, in fairness to Arteta, um, he signed very well. And, you know, a lot has been made of Haaland signed as the number nine. But Jesus has, has done wonders at Arsenal. And interestingly for Spurs, this looked like a problem... Um, Earlier in the season, particularly in the Chelsea game, when Chelsea looked very good, Spurs have midfield problems where if, if their strikers aren't on a going day, and it didn't look like they really were on Saturday, they're just overrun in midfield at times. And, and Arsenal were very, very good. And um, Arsenal-Liverpool is going to be interesting, Ger. It will be. Next game. Yeah. Uh, all right, that is it. That's this week's Gillette's performance rankings. OTBAS performance rankings with Gillette. OTB. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.